Hello world. This is Chris Abalo's podcast experiment and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to Cape 88. Still in New Jersey. Still doing this every other week thing. So of course you can tune in again in two weeks for the next episode of Cape. But this one just started. So let's get down to that. Rejoining me once again are two of my other fellow delinquents in New Jersey. Because you demanded it, they made yet another encore appearance on the show. So, Chris, could you loosen the shackle? I mean, it <laughs> really hurts. Be quiet, you. You're lucky I took that sock out of your mouth. Joining me, as you just heard... So I've had to eat in three weeks. Is, do, you want, <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself in your classic fashion? Sure. Hey, everybody. This is Jack. <laughs> it's Jack. That is Jack DeFranco. And... We are currently flanking Ryan Taggart. So, how are you supposed right. to be here today? <laughs> That's my go-to sound lately. I don't know why. Yeah. I miss having a soundboard at my disposal. But anyway, yeah, you can just make it yourself. I can, but it's not the same. It's know. kind of fun having random noises better? go off. In the, you think? Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're talented. What Aww. can I say? Mm. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah. Get on with it. (laughs) I'm running out of cash (laughs) to hand off to you. You're getting paid for this? Yes. This is the ass-kissing show. Not in in money. (laughs) Yeah. Compliments. Use your imagination. (laughs) It's not gay, we're friends. Anyway, we are here to... uh, We've been talking for quite a while and figured we might as well just put this down on... I was going to say wax, but... We're not putting it on a record. Or anything. Although maybe. Or, or we're not putting it down uh, on although, anything. Really. Although, because we're talking about nostalgia, we could put it on a wax and it would sell like crazy. Yeah. But uh, we're going to record point. this on cassette just for the novelty, but it, it it's not novel anymore. What the hell is with that? Dude, I don't know. Listen, I talked about this on my own on a show I did um, a couple weeks ago where I talked about how I think because now you figure what's, let's say iTunes has been. The, the go-to for digital music for, let's say, 12 years, right? At right. least. Yeah. And iPods have been pretty standard. So any kid who grew up with an iPod who was like eight and is now 20, they've grown up with digital music. So now physical music, there's novelty to it. Like, oh, I can own this, like something tangible. Like they've grown up with everything being digital, that I, it's the norm. I get so that. So I think but... it has the appeal in the same way vinyl, the least convenient format ever. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, is the biggest selling. Well, yeah, but. Even even a cassette, there's not enough nostalgia in the world that would make me want to go through that again. No, but not for us, but for for kids, for millennials. Oh, you're the talking about people who really didn't. Oh have yeah, to who experience didn't, They that. haven't grown up. With, well, think about when's the last time you were in a store that sold cassettes? When the Wiz was uh, still in business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. Boardwalks the, don't count. No, not some, kidding. Like that yeah. was the last time, and they were trying to get rid of all their cassettes. Oh really? That's like the last memory Five I had of them for before they went or out. Something like that. 2002 is my last memory of stores having cassettes because I still had a cassette player in my first car and upgrade to a CD player <laughs> or to a CD player. I should say to like the next, I think like 03 or something. I finally caved and yeah. spent and, whatever. And, and the hell getting it was a cassette a in a store was even more like it had that big plastic like that. That like holding thing. Like, oh yeah, it was like yeah, you pulled it out of the wall, and it was like, oh wait, we're not done yet. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a security case, like those things they put razors in. Now. But the yeah, cassette's like the size could, of an index card, and like you could rope an animal rack. with that, and like walk, like you can, yeah, you could trap an animal with the cassette holder. You're right. Yeah, back in the day, that's true, man. As far, but th- that's my theory as far as why they're making a comeback because kids didn't grow up with tangible media. They, all they've known is digital. So the idea of owning something and actually owning a physical version of just that, not just some you know, series of zeros and ones on a device, but an actual physical copy. 
I think that has that's novel to them. I would never because they haven't grown up with it. We grew up with it, so to us, it's just like, why would you want that? Right. But for them, it's it's new and it's cool. I mean, I I understood that as far as having a CD because you CDs are portable enough. Oh yeah, that you could bring them around and have them in your car. But I mean, a cassette, uh, I just. Even having, I don't know, dude. The 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 album for display purposes. And nowadays, what you were saying, they were selling. Where did you see them selling for like thirteen dollars a pop? Get out of here! Yeah, you. they're a bunch. Of, listen, they reissued unsurprisingly uh, NWA's Straight Outta Compton album, the original mm-hmm. album on cassette. Uh, Nirvana's uh, album Bleach, which I think was the first album. Uh, all the Blink One Eighty Two albums, fucking yeah. all of them. Even yeah, you sent me cassette. a picture of that yes. when you first kind of clued me into the fact that they were doing this. Yeah, again. I was like, I was dude, like, this is this is a thing. I saw now. Blink One Eighty Two albums. In there <laughs> I mean, it was cassette. different. Like when I saw like the new Lana Del Rey album, I was like, okay, it's hipster bullshit. And oh, then, yeah. like in January, fucking Bieber's new album came out on cassette. Like the last format it was released on was cassette. So it's it's a thing if pop albums are being released on cassette. Like the novelty was cool. I mean. It's what everyone was crying out for after Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Like, let's get this on cassette because it plays into the movie. The The soundtrack was a character in that movie. Oh, and was, the fact that yeah. it was on a cassette because... But are cassette Peter players Crow's in high demand now? Like, are people going to They're manufacturing and them again. Yeah, really? No, but they're not. But yeah. their company's manufacturing. You can buy a Walkman again. I mean, not the Sony Walkman. How much Walkman? is it going to cost, though? 20 bucks, 30 bucks. About really? the same that we paid as kids. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's you not some like and a cassette costs more than half that. <laughs> Dude, cassettes but, cost now more than they ever did back well, in the day. It's weird too because there's been this this kind of weird shift. Like I said, back to the way things used to be because now they're actually companies are manufacturing. Like when everything went digital, when everyone was talking about, as you guys probably heard, every you know records being made digitally with Pro Tools and everything else. For a while, I mean, this is maybe ten years ago. Tape companies stopped manufacturing reel to reel tape, but now. In an attempt to go in the opposite direction, once again, the pendulum swinging the other way after everybody's gotten so used to digital. Now tapes being manufactured again and bands are recording on tape again. Now it's being made again, whereas it wasn't made for a couple of years. It's, it's the same with film, too, because everybody is now on the film craze. Everybody yeah. is not like Star Wars. Made, Star Wars is one of the most recent ones to shoot on film. And everybody else is announcing we're shooting on film. Right. We're not shooting on digital anymore. Well, we're only sh- that's that's also because. I mean, because film costs so much to shoot on, you know, $100 a foot or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Certain directors can do it. I mean, J.J. Abrams can do it for Star Wars. They can do it. Christopher um, Nolan Christopher did it Nolan for can do it. Yeah. Um, Tarantino. Tarantino can do it. Yeah, that's the person I was trying to think of. Um, th- but there it, are some, but they but they have some, sw- like these guys who have some kind of cachet. Like right. that's why they can it do it and say, I want to shoot on film. It doesn't need to be a thing now, though, because a, a few guys are going back to it or using you that. Don't that you don't need everybody to start shooting on film. You don't need. Because that, that's going to fall in with that hipster bullshit. That's, oh, it is. Well, that's on. what I mean. It's it's, it's different. Like, oh, it's it, cool to shoot on film again because well, there's no real reason for it's it. It's way it's, too. It, it's cost prohibitive to shoot on anything other than digital if you're yeah. not one of these guys. I mean, so you have to be like a top tier director to be able to, to shoot break on film. even right. on a film it, to it shoot costs, with film. Yeah, yeah, it costs so much. So shooting on digital in a case like that is different. As far as cassettes go, I mean, even the Blink thing. When I saw, I figured, well, they must have had a hand in this because for them, for those guys, I'm sure they grew up buying cassettes and. Has to find oh, yeah. cassette and maybe their first two albums. I mean, I'm sure um, Dude Ranch was on cassette. Yeah, it was. Maybe the one that came after that. But for them, they oh, bought yeah. cassettes, so there's almost like a like a full circle kind of thing for them. Where it's just like, hey, man, we grew up buying cassettes, and now we can put our albums out on cassettes. Right. Something we thought we were never going to do because, you know, they weren't happening anymore. I mean, same thing happened with vinyl. Now there's stuff being issued on vinyl. Soundtracks from the 90s 
getting reissued on vinyl, like first time on vinyl. You buy the Clueless soundtrack or the the Empire Records soundtrack on vinyl nice. for the first time. Yeah. Stuff that, or I saw one. Um, oh, what the hell did I see recently? Oh, uh, Garden State. I mean, that's a movie from 2004, and it's being put out on vinyl now. And it's like, okay. I don't. I mean, again, I don't know why vinyl has been the fastest or the the biggest selling format I, I across the board over CDs because it's not it's not convenient. I see it as a no. display piece more than actually wanting to use the vinyl or the cassette. Yeah, yeah if, like if, you'd if rather frame honest. a vinyl record or have it on a shelf with some Blu-rays or something. Put your cassette, your Guardians of the Galaxy cassette next to your Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel Blu-ray collection. Right, that's one thing. But are you really gonna break down and? get a cassette player and go through all that again i still yeah. have i think they're i mean there's some that yeah great they're a cool conversation piece but i would never want to go through that again even, even with the vinyl though like i got a record player and i have vinyl i don't ever listen to any of it yeah <laughs> i've put on two or three albums over the course of uh, two two years that i've had a record mm-hmm. player at this point i don't know i just I don't traded some in recently and i'll still buy a, a vinyl record once in a while but i don't actually ever listen to it yeah <laughs> i traded some like i have them all like, on, i'm never going to use this on so an ipod get rid of it <laughs> Yeah, you know it's funny in a in a kind of in the opposite way. I've started because I've gotten so used to my iPod, and I have an iPod aside from my phone because I need a dedicated device to hold my music on. But I had to kind of go back to CDs. Not that I had to. I have my iPod here with me in New Jersey, but because uh, my car is not here, I've been using my parents' car while I've been here in Jersey. And uh, there's an auxiliary input. I have an auxiliary cable. I connect my iPod anytime I want. But the overwhelming majority of my CD collection is still in New Jersey. So I'm finding myself picking out CDs and bringing them with me and listening to them in the car. Whereas I've gotten so used to just, I buy a CD, I rip it onto my hard drive, and then I copy it onto my iPod. I'm not always listening to a CD. When I buy a CD anymore, I'm putting it on the iPod and then listening to it that way. So I've kind of had to go back to the way it was where I was picking out albums for when I was going to be driving around. And that's cool to do every so often. Yeah. Yeah. But there's CDs that we've gotten when we've gone CD shopping at Vintage Vinyl and other places that I just, I haven't listened to them. I've listened Mm. to them on my iPod. Exactly. I've never listened to the CD. They just, it's weird. Got the audio. You're done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It goes in as another it's like an archive right yeah. like this is my this is my physical yeah, archive we, but it's I also did like that cool at vintage vinyl i did the same thing yeah. I, I bought like three cinderella cds and i just put them on my ipod uh, totally but yeah. it's also like a cool backup but just in case god forbid something happens like well i have when the cloud goes true. down yeah when the when cloud, the cloud goes, goes down, goes down listen, i've got the physical copy when it happens when we're sold to china and obama comes and takes our guns and uh, all your technology's gone we'll still have our cds <laughs> yep i'm fucking around people i'm totally joking about that i'm just he? saying in a, yeah in a doomsday kind of situation it's just like i have my cds well if sean of the dead taught us anything we can use vinyl records for zombie kill yeah yeah so we got that so <laughs> see you thought that third boston album was good for nothing you were wrong <laughs> anyway let's uh move on to some other bits of nostalgia yeah because we there's are... a lot now there's a there's been a, a resurgence oh uh, well I, i've had a theory about nostalgia just in general i feel like there's a 20 year cycle where old becomes new again uh, let's look back at the 90s when we were growing up. In the 90s, I remember like a 70s, like people were crazy about stuff in the 70s. Grease was still fucking popular as hell. That soundtrack was selling everywhere. Dude, the Flair- Star Trek, spe- Star Trek, Star Wars special <laughs> editions were out and yeah. everybody was going Star Wars crazy again. Um, big 70s movies were like all over TV on like AMC just came on, Cinemax. Dude, ni- 99 when I started my senior year of high school and I worked at Old Navy, that's when Flared Pants came back and that women were wearing show, essentially yeah. bell-bottoms. Yeah, that <laughs> 70s show. There was a whole craze in the 90s for the 70s. And now in the same way in the previous decade, in the early 2000s, I feel like there was a craze for the 80s because certain things like DVD had come out. 
And it was a way to rediscover old movies, again, buying yeah. them on DVD as opposed to just seeing them in a video store and maybe renting them. Like, you rediscovered it, plus there were bonus features and everything else, and there was an 80s craze of... And the music came became big again, too, because a lot of bands reunited. You know, Twisted oh, yeah. Sister oh, yeah. reunited in 01 to do a charity event after 9-11, and uh, there were also like rock cruises that were happening, and yes. VH1 and they're still was happening. doing like making the back. Yeah, yeah. it's VH, become a big source of and income. And VH1 now. would have specials. I love the '80s. I love the '80s Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I love that the 90s. show was brilliant. Yes, I and, love the '80s. Was great. And all countdowns of old mu- of music videos and stuff like that, like music documentaries. They would go back and be like the birth of MTV for the 20th anniversary. So there was that nostalgia of '80s craze. Now we're in a stage of the '90s are popular, and I think it's because more so our generation is like. Remember Nicktoons? They were so this. And yeah. remember uh, Full House? Yeah, that was a great time. Where I think like more of this age is like we clamor for our youth as opposed to like rediscovering old stuff. We just want to go back. Well, we do. Yeah, everybody's clinging to their youth desperately yes. because desperately. Our, uh, people our age are afraid of getting old slash growing up. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's the it biggest all sucks. thing. <laughs> yeah. And even doesn't... going back to the 80s, what I feel is a big thing where the 60s Which had is a, a stretch research. for you, but let's go back yeah. to the 80s. Jack. <laughs> yeah. But even listening to music from the 80s, you can tell that there was a 60s nostalgia because a lot of the artists who were on the radio were influenced by the Beatles, grew up, made music because they loved the Beatles. You yeah. can hear that influence in pop music, new wave, all that stuff, in yeah. rock music and everything. So there's a big... I always feel like everything that's 20 years older comes back in waves yeah there's and it comes back big like remember this oh yeah so does that mean in like two three years smash mouth is going to come back and probably please no actually i don't think i don't think i think music in the 90s is different because not a lot of those bands really stuck together none of those bands survived well it's funny that that was the joke in the night look when i was in high school and people were laughing at me because i was listening to to def leppard uh, or, or Van Hagar or whatever it was and it was you know and this is like the fucking idiots who were listening to Marilyn Manson and stuff they like that they had their red baseball cap laughing backwards oh Fred Durst is a fucking guy yeah oh and those <laughs> those fucking idiots Limp who were like, like, like me and Andrew <laughs> you didn't actually listen to Limp Bizkit, did you oh yeah did I'm, you yeah, well I, did. I don't know if Andrew did but Andrew was like Slipknot you know it was that oh yeah no their, their second he album was, I was way into um, whatever the significant no. other. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was yeah. way into well, that that's, album. Nobody cared about Limp Bizkit before that, except for the Faith cover. Except for the Faith cover, exactly. which sounded nothing like what Limp Bizkit turned into. No, no, not at all. Which was fucking frat rock, basically. <laughs> it was yeah. the worst. Some of the worst shit. <laughs> um, yeah, all that stuff. Like none of those bands survived. Yeah, nobody wants none to see Sugar Ray again. Yeah. I saw <laughs> Sugar Ray last summer. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, they had that '90s uh, concert uh, at the Stone Pony outdoors. It was Sugar Ray. Um, Everclear was probably there. Everclear, they're doing one of those types of things too. Marcy they weren't out this one. It was um, <laughs> Smash Mouth. We left before them because I didn't really care to see Smash Mouth. <laughs> but and you saw Uncle, Sugar Ray. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, so I mean that that was that was kind of fun. Well, I don't feel like an sure. asshole now, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. No one's Sugar Ray. I mean, I saw I saw Sugar I don't Ray feel like in an college. Asshole. He saw Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They played at Rutgers when I was at school there too, so I've seen Sugar Ray a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Mark McGrath. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Actually, people still do care. He's Actually, still people, working. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I host award shows there. You know what? There was there was a thing I forget, and I'm not I'm not picking on. I'm just saying Smash Mouth because I'm trying to think of a band from the late '90s it's, mm-hmm. that every that there's people, not a lot that was overplayed. <laughs> well, no, I'm using that as an example because All Star was just beaten to fucking death oh, for wow. a good two to three years. It it like had such a long shelf life. It was ridiculous. But there was a thing. Um, Something going on back in in my neck of the woods in around the the San Fernando Valley where there was a 
some outdoor concert or some event going on and Smash Mouth was going to be playing and there was somebody posted something on Facebook about it um, and kind of being I don't know what the big thing is right now where it's irony where it's like oh let's go see Smash Mouth like, you know like it's ironic like it's yeah. cool to go be ironic <laughs> just, to go they just see look at their phones Smash the entire Mouth. time oh, I love yeah them. and it's just funny how people were kind of making fun of it just like what are they playing was their new car dealership opening <laughs> and I mean no it, it's funny but at the same time say what you want or laugh it up but like these guys won these yeah. guys haven't had a fucking job in over 20 years right so and you good do. for them yeah and <laughs> yeah. you do so you and, and that's why i'm less can't not that i won't pick on think if i pick on superficial shit but i'm not like you know oh my they gotta be real desperate to blah blah, blah. no fuck that man they won yeah, yeah. And then, they won and i mean even the same thing with sugar Ray. Like, music and you're right mark mcgrath's still working so i'm yeah. not gonna hate on mark mcgrath it's like the dude probably makes more in residuals than any of us makes doing our slip jobs yeah so yes yeah like there's a big there's this weird um, kind of chasm when it comes to people with husbands. But yeah, like none of, the, none of the bands, as we were saying, like from the 90s, very few of them survived. They all split up. Even the bigger, I mean, except for Pearl Jam, everybody split up. You know, obviously yeah. Nirvana split up in the most dramatic way possible. True. Um, Soundgarden split up. I mean, I'm trying to think from a certain age. Smashing I mean, Pumpkins. Yeah, Smashing, Smashing pumpkins, pumpkins split up and then Gin Blossoms split up and then got back together. Yeah. yeah. Back to Goo Goo um, Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls kept going. Goo Goo Dolls are still together. Collective Soul kept going. Yeah, they're actually touring together. That's what made me think of it. Goo Goo Dolls and Collective Soul are touring this summer. Uh, that was actually kind of intriguing. Oh, well, Collective Soul is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Goo Goo Dolls, I, but it's yeah. so funny. Um, I don't know if they ever split up or if people stop caring. And again, I'm not picking think, on. I don't them, think Counting Crows are still making music. I haven't don't the brothers hate each other? I could time. be wrong. I know. I, no, you're thinking Black Crows. Black Crows. Yeah, yeah. yeah wrong Crows. <laughs> yeah. Black Crows <laughs> split up. Um, but they were never part of that whole scene. Nah. One of your favorites, um, Oasis. Is a, yeah, yeah, well, they finally split in 2009, so they still lasted a good 15 years. Yeah. So anyone who, who passed a decade is, you know, has enough of a history. But yeah, it's so funny that, excuse me, just like the bands from the 80s who all split up because the music scene changed and everything. Well, that's what happened in the late 90s and early 2000s. It was all pop stars. Yeah. Or boy bands. And it's kind of gone back to that again now because it's pop stars and boy bands. I mean, the Grammys just happened, and that's all it was anyway. God damn I mean, it. come on. Didn't even bother. Come on. Except for the hollow tributes to, you know, uh, the artists who passed. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, nobody actually cares. Right. Everyone's just waiting for Pitbull. And I just feel like every artist in the last 20 years is more disposable than they were back in the 70s and 80s. At least people were still working. Billy Joel had worked for 20 years to put out yeah. 12 albums. Cheap Trick was still working. Some of their albums might not have been big, but they kept working, and they got a number one hit late in the decade. Yeah. There were bands that kept, like, we didn't abandon artists back from, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. People were still working and were consistent. But, like, it comes to the mid-90s, I feel like we start taking that consistency and just making they it. They started, well, yeah. I think the bigger thing, more so than disposable, I think it's that they became interchangeable. That's Because true. you couldn't tell, I mean, listen, if you were to play, just if you took somebody from, it's probably rude to say third world country. I'm just trying to think of somebody who didn't grow up in America or Britain or whatever, and you played a Backstreet Boys track and an InSync track, you couldn't distinguish between them because they sound the same. True. Every female pop star right now sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's not that different. One Direction and and you know all the, and Five Seconds of Summer and all those other that current wave of boy band they sound the same. Yeah, it's called it's like so, South Park coined it tween wave. That's yeah, what it, yeah, tween yeah. Wave. That's that's pretty much what it is. That that's the way it's kind of gone, and that nobody really stands out. I mean, it's sad when you think the the most successful band in rock is Foo Fighters, a bunch of guys staring down the barrel of middle age. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it, like there's no young rock bands coming up. It's pretty fucking sad when yeah. you, especially when you look at you know uh, 
who's paying tribute to the the dearly departed Lemmy? A bunch of AARP recipients. I mean, when you think about yeah. like the, the Grammy tribute, it's like everybody in the Hollywood Undead's over fifty, and they're the ones paying tribute to Motorhead. There's no band of you know twenty three year old firebrands who are out there saluting the great Lemmy. No, it's a bunch of dudes no. who were middle aged. I'm so I'm saying it's sad. Like it's it's weird to think like their rock bands are almost a, a thing of the past and you know everybody wants to be a fucking dj nobody wants to be in a band i mean i realize we're digressing a little bit but it's still no no no, no. It's, oh, hopefully it'll go back that'd be nice to see that come back again i mean it's always stuff always goes underground look at disco bands weren't you know there's a whole disco was as mainstream as it could get and bands were a little more underground and rock music came back as new wave and then you know things evolved it splintered and heavy metal popped up and all this other stuff but, yeah but people 80s. kept working getting played on the radio a lot of them just yeah. like once you're a certain age it's like no we don't play it anymore yeah and it'll be cool and bands who stuck around are still cool like def leppard did, on their last tour where they headlined and they had who was opening uh sticks and tesla i didn't see them but they're supposedly coming back this summer uh i'm sure they are because they have a new album out which is awesome but is anyway, it awesome yeah. it's really awesome it's my favorite album of theirs since 96 hmm and I'm not saying I didn't like the ones in between. I'm just saying their um, original uh, album. This is my favorite one. Wow! From the, the nice. out of out of their last four, this is the best one, hands down. Um, but they they sold more tickets on this tour than they have since like their their heyday. Oh, they put like they're a, they selling put out like twenty thousand seat arenas. Amazing as a headliner, and these are dudes in their fifties, which is great. I mean, again. It's. It, I mean, they deserve it and they've earned it. Yeah. Or even even look at someone like Springsteen. I mean, he's in his mid sixties and he's yeah. selling out all over the place. He's doing multiple nights at forty thousand seat arenas. Yeah. Um, it's Joel's just weird. A stadium tour across the country, like baseball yeah. stadium tours. Yeah, people want to see it. That's awesome too. Yeah. It is. I mean, and it's just kind of weird that there's no that one. There's just no one young coming up. It's just. It's kind of bizarre yeah, who, to me. Who's going to have that longevity? Who's going to have that? Don't you want to become a legend in music? Don't you want to keep going and everyone? Creating? No, everyone just wants to be a fucking DJ. That's why you see them all with laptops and headphones. Yeah, every, that's that's where it is. Every poster's for a DJ. You know, every everything is just like a dude standing in front of a crowd, like uh, you know, and I, dude, guys are making six figures a night I will DJing, stay, quote unquote. I will in stay Vegas. stuck in the eighties. That's a profession yeah, I would like to see wiped out. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well. Whenever the problem I'm, is I'm everybody... at a bar where I can hear myself think and just talk to someone, and then the DJ comes in at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, all right, that's it. Let's go. Dude. I can't be here. That is one of the reasons why awful. I hate going to... I'm not a... I mean, aside from the fact I don't watch sports. I don't like going to sports bars. I don't like going to a lot of chain restaurants. Um, we went to Fridays uh, around Christmas time, and of course, all the music is playing is annoying. Once again, interchangeable kind of pop music. That's one of the reasons, truthfully, I love Tilted Kilt because you go in there and you'll hear some Thirty Eight Special and Leonard Skinner. I mean, they're mm -hmm. actually playing bands. Like, why does there they're have to not... be a DJ? Can't you just play music on the radio? Yeah, well, yeah, th you have but... speakers in the place. Can't but... you just put on music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you have sound? Yeah, radio? you have to have someone does playing. Somebody a, have a spinning a medley yeah. of uh, bullshit. The from, same from the two thousands. Yeah. Oh, not even, dude. It's it's always the same couple of songs that are current right now. Right. That's such a thing. It all sound the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Interchangeable. That's really what it's come down to. But, yeah, there's been a burst of nostalgia. Well, particularly with, with the last couple of days. And I, I know, Jack, you and I were talking about it with um, one of the first little uh, dips back into the 90s pool. <laughs> That's yes. happened with the release of Fuller House. Yes. Which, uh, as of this recording, uh, we haven't seen it. But... Yeah, it, it, it was released today. We're recording this the Friday yeah. before the, it goes up. But, Nobody's seen um, it. It's, the early reviews are it's the same exact show with the same exact premise, just they're grown up. 
it, it's weird because the Tanner family curse is if you marry and you have three of the same sex, the opposite sex will die. This that same sex will die because there were three girls in Full House. The mother died, and now there's GJ has three boys and her husband's dead. So that's like the Tanner family. Are you serious? Yeah, that's the Tanner family curse. It's fucked same, up. Yeah, that's really same exact premise. Do, wait, do they address it? Yeah, in the show, the Tanner family curse. No, they don't. It's, uh, it's, yeah, uh, they don't. They don't call it by name. No, yeah. but you can tell. It's like, I'm oh wait, out. DJ has three kids, well, all of which were family curse DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle's age, and the husband's dead. Just like how Danny had three daughters, and, and the, the mother's mother dead. was dead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a Tanner family wow. curse. <laughs> now it's funny when this was announced. It was one of those things where I was like. What do people really want to revisit this thing twenty something odd years later? I and the see answer a is a resounding like, yes. Yes, everybody's been going ape shit leading up to this thing. Everyone's so excited. People I are want a out. series like a made for like a two hour movie, right? Sure, on Netflix. You want to put that on there? A whole series? Like, uh. I was kind of surprised, but the the yeah the buzz leading up to it's been tremendous. I mean, and and to be fair, I mean, I do have a friend who worked on the show. And uh, was very much into it and said that everybody was having a really, really good time. Because you, you hear stuff and you know when people don't get along. But the fact that everybody in that cast has actually been in touch this entire time since Except the show's been off the air. Well, that's the difference. They've been in touch with the, their fucking <laughs> parole officer or yeah, their, <laughs> their sponsor for rehab or whatever. But Michelle, sit anyway. down, honey. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah, I want. I don't know. I I think they did Cue something. The I know music. they. I know they tried to get the the good Olsen to uh, play the grown up Michelle because the two of them declined. Yeah. Um. But I think they <laughs> did get somebody to play the grown up Michelle. I don't know what the story is. I didn't look that deeply into it. I mean, again, I'm not interested in it because anytime I've seen an episode of Full House in the last few years, totally doesn't hold up. I'm oh, like, it, as a kid, I enjoyed this because I didn't. It's pure cheese. Yeah, it's totally cheesy. It's, yeah, it's very cheesy. As a kid, I just didn't know any. I mean, TGIF was just it. When we were kids, oh, so yeah. uh, that was the the, the pinnacle of comedy yeah. <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. Was any anything that was on TGIF? Not to say it wasn't good, but I watch it now well, and I'm like, but, you know, I, I we, couldn't. We grew commit up in a sense of where this. there was a family could sit down and watch this, and I think that's what people are looking for our age. Like, I want to sit and watch this again, maybe with my parents, because kids today aren't going to have that. Watch a show with your parents. They're going to do this. I'm playing with my phone. As they're all sitting and watching mm-hmm. a movie together, which is that's which a generation. Is, it's kind of an interesting merging of. There's no interest in family, like a family dynamic anymore. Where a family could sit down on TGI for right, TGIF, TGIF or, and, my, yeah. and gather around to watch the show because it's airing, which is in, an interesting merging of the past and the present. Because while it's bringing something old back, it's doing it in the current way, which is here you go, <laughs> here's something you could binge on. Yeah, <laughs> every episode released was it's like 13 episodes or something, isn't it? Something like that. Is yeah. it that many? I think so. I think yeah. it's a yeah. full season. I thought I heard it was supposed to be like six episodes, and that was going to be it. Oh, really? I don't know. Let's start with. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I thought I heard that originally. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a regular. I mean, it wasn't like 22 like episodes. Like it was just a limited like, thing, a and then season, they were going like... to do a one-off thing, and that was going to be it. Oh, no. I, did, I, I don't know what the uh, intention is beyond that. But, I mean, I, I just thought when I heard it, I was like, is, is it, are people looking forward to this? I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised there's so much anticipation for it because I thought does everyone want to see these people grown up or with their own kids or whatever the hell it was and the answer was a resounding yes yes 13 episodes in this season but it's a hmm. it's the first of many shows that are going to be following this Gilmore Girls was announced to yeah. come back oh yeah, yeah. Netflix yeah. white girls the- are shitting their pants over that too oh yeah they are what, my what, mom and sister um, are the white like, girls <laughs> everywhere love the Gilmore yeah. Girls oh love yes they that do shit. and hipster guys like it too Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Because it's ironic. I can't. I couldn't tell you I've ever seen an episode of Gilmore Girls. I haven't ever. either. 
because yeah. it's not for me. It's yeah. been on in not my house. Me. I lived with my mom and sister. It but was there, on all but there's the also there's also a, a certain um, McCarthy's not disappointment. Yeah, because Melissa McCarthy was not uh, even even approached about it, which yeah. is kind of interesting. But I guess they don't want to. Uh, maybe for you know at the time when she wasn't uh, a leading lady, whereas now she is, they probably don't want to de- her to detract from everyone else. From what I remember of of having the show on in the house all the time, she was mm-hmm. like prim and proper and like mm-hmm. the best friend role. She was the best right. friend role. She's not going to be crazy Melissa McCarthy who's going to be cursing and <laughs> tripping and falling well, over things. Aside and, from that, they probably don't want to take attention away from the actual Gilmore Girls themselves. Yeah, it was. I was just so surprised even that that was happening too. And that, but you're right. There's there's just freaking out about it. It's weird the way nostalgia has taken on that kind of dynamic where everybody wants to go back to something from that long ago. Look at X Files. Yes, yeah, but do nothing new with it. I've heard I, well, you're an X Files fan, Ryan. Oh yeah, but I've heard people are fan. are pretty disappointed by this return. I've like, only watched like, the first episode so far. Um, I do plan on finishing the rest of it. The first episode, the acting was awful. Really? Yeah. I mean, the, like the, just phoned in, like not not even or phoned in, bad. but over dramatic. Really? Not even phoned in, but just the opposite end of the but spectrum. But going back to the same, and maybe well, it was too. just shaking like, off the cobwebs. Um, but uh, I, I want to keep watching it. And I loved that show when I was a kid. I watched it really? every week religiously. Um, so I, I'm gonna finish it, but yeah. we'll see. Well, Corey, yeah. Corey told me that it gets better because I told him I was like the acting. Well, Corey was watches so, everything, so you can't. The use acting his. was just so overdriven <laughs> and, uh, and forced, and it looked like just they, melodramatic, uh, me- very melodramatic. Gotcha. But a lot um, of these shows, it's like nothing new gets brought to the table, where it just continues. Kinda. It's like like nothing happened like just yeah. picking up exactly where they left off i mean to a degree well, that's, that's kind of what people want that's fine with me i don't want them to do anything new i want it to be like it was that's that's the whole point for me for any of this shit to come back i want it to be exactly like it was but a lot of times but, it doesn't work and if it, and and if it doesn't work it doesn't work that, then that's but like fine, revisiting but. something that maybe is either dated or an old storyline it's like we kind of wrap that up you don't well, need look, to bring that per- back. perfect example zoolander 2 yeah and it didn't perform at all. It got terrible reviews. People who like the original one aren't apparently crazy about this one. It's such a weird thing to do, to decide to do a movie 15 years later after a movie that wasn't like a huge hit in the first place. I mean, I get. I mean, comedy sequels. First of all, it's not easy to make a good comedy sequel without it being a retread or a complete deviation. I get that sequel money is really good money for everybody. I get that everyone maybe wanted to get together, and make a movie together again, get paid for it, and hang out or whatever. But there's certain stuff where it's like, it, is it too long? I mean, I said also not being a fan of, of Anchorman, like when, when Anchorman 2 came out, I even said, I remember saying to you, Jack, like, I just think it's been too long. I think it's past. And it kind of did the same amount of money the first one did, except it was yeah. nine years later. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I like the Anchorman 2. Uh, I, I did enjoy that sequel. But um, Zoolander just seemed like, I don't remember Zoolander being that popular when I saw it in 2001. It wasn't. It wasn't. Anchorman was popular. That whole summer of 04. Well, yeah, that, it were, did well, and yeah. people were quoting the shit out of it. The DVD sold huge. But, Zoolander, I don't think so, though. No, it was post 9-11. People, people went and saw it to laugh to just forget about 9-11. Yeah, but I think but it I don't like think 30 people, million. It wasn't no, like people, no, people were, weren't quoting, quoting the shit out of Zoolander. Until, uh, yes, they were. Oh, they were? Oh, yeah. And not for... Yeah, I and like, I, I think I saw it once, and I didn't really think it was that funny, and I realized enough to see that people were just quoting it left and right all day shit about being really really ridiculously good looking there's and all a couple that. funny lines but it's not like uh an amazing comedy right there's i didn't nothing I, groundbreaking I, about it. i didn't even need to see it again and i have zero interest in the sequel yeah. <laughs> i'm with you i really don't know what i mean it looks like the original made 60 million all in i don't know if it was released internationally 
but it wasn't like a huge hit. And obviously, it's something nobody was that hot on doing a sequel to. If it's 15 years later. But talking about out. doing a comedy sequel all these years later, there's people talking about with the success, the success of Star Wars, they're going to do a Spaceball sequel. It's like, why would you do that again? That movie was perfect as is for its time. I get there that. It doesn't need to, but that humor is going to get lost on people nowadays. Like, there was a little bit more, uh, people were inclined with the streak of Mel Brooks movies back in the 70s well, and 80s. But and those, and those spoof movies were actually good back yes. then too. Yes. The spoof Spoof's- movie is... Garbage. It has been fucking obliterated. Yeah, yeah they've been fucking they, garbage been ruined. like the haunted house and Fifty Shades of Black and more recently, which nobody went to. That movie was a- no, but that movie cost like a buck ninety eight, so it made money. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. it's not like these movies, like a movie like that, and same thing with like Haunted House. I think it cost like four million dollars to make. So a movie can make twenty million and great, you made a profit. So. When but you make those garbage cheap, comedy, that's fine. Though. That's the thing. Like the co- the comedy is garbage. Well, it's always like it's always like just references to other stuff. I mean, I remember going to. See, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm telling you, guy, you could jump on me for hating movies all you but want. You've seen, uh, yeah. You've I seen used to be character. so open minded about stuff. I went on a date to see date movie. Oh boy. And it was fucking horrible because just references to every other movie. It wasn't. There was no story. I mean, it was, and and that's kind of what those movies became, where it's just like a bunch of references to whatever yeah, it, it, other movies are popular in the yeah. Spaceballs lexicon played off right of now. Star Wars, but it could have been its own thing. Like it wasn't like that's a direct ripoff of that. That's a direct ripoff of that. It had a story. But in here's it. the fun part. Yeah. See, the reason I'd be on board for Spaceballs because a lot of people brought the fact that like well, you have a lot of of the main cast is not around. John Candy has passed away. Joan Rivers, same thing. Rick Moranis, semi-retired, although he might very well come back to play Dark Helmet because yeah. he's he's quirky like that. But I get that, but to go by the same concept with a new younger generation in that world and to play off everything, especially the Star Wars fever that's happening right now, I think if it was if it was done very, very carefully, it could work. But if they didn't do it, I wouldn't be disappointed. But I think with all the Star Wars fever right now, the way Star Wars has become so huge, especially now and with a new movie every year, there's so much for them to play off of. I think it actually could be a lot of fun. But if, I won't be mad if it doesn't happen. If they had but, to make a Star Wars spoof movie, it could only be Spaceballs because anything else that comes out is going to be complete dog shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever the next version of... Uh, Space those movie dudes or whatever. Are, yeah, yeah, space movie. <laughs> That's what they'll call it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Star they'll make fun movie. of that. Star, really Star inventive movie. Star yeah. Wars, Star Trek. They'll make fun of anything. Yeah, I mean, really, make fun of Avatar all you want. Make a shitty Avatar comedy. <laughs> Avatar <laughs> movie. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Yeah, <laughs> James Cameron movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, they're already doing that with Avatar two, three, and four. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, uh, now wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on a minute. Uh, Avatar yeah. was a huge achievement in cinema, and uh, I think you guys are being too harsh. And, um, but go- not just with comedy, also. Like, there's now Blade Runner has an announced sequel 36 years later. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like. What's, what's the matter, the Ryan? Point? Are you upset? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that movie. I don't love it, but I like it. I'm going to sit here and listen. Yeah. I need to. But what's the I point now? Seen it it's like, well, well, Harrison Ford. He wants to play Han Solo. He played Han Solo again. He might play Indiana Jones again. Let him play Decker again. He hasn't played... That movie's 36 years old. At the time, it was a movie that was groundbreaking and amazing. And there was one... There one. was one. It's not like Indiana well, Jones. No, no, no. There wasn't one. There's like 95 cuts of that movie. There is, yeah. There's so many versions of that movie. <laughs> Ridley Scott can't make up his own. The final cut. The final, final cut. Yeah, theatrical cut. Director's cut. The final cut. They're really... Final cut squared. I mean, it's like just... <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I've said I want to watch the movie because I haven't seen it in years. I watched it at some point when I was in high school. Yeah. So, I mean, half my life ago, I watched the movie. I don't remember much about it, but I remember thinking, 
you know, it's one of those movies that you hear people talk about and you say it's a great movie, it's a great sci-fi movie. It's like, okay. And one of the VHS tapes that was always available in widescreen. It seemed to be the only way it was available. So yeah. I guess that was probably a, a director's choice kind of thing. But anyway, I don't know which version to watch. Like, I, there's a part of me that said, and I, I, know, I know Ryan's going to roll his eyes at this pretty hard, but I was just <laughs> going to buy, like, the current Blu-ray that's out, like the two-disc version that has, like, the three cuts on it and just, like, watch the final cut just to check it out and see what it's like. Yeah, I saw it once. Because I don't apparently know that's the saw. final cut. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. I must have seen whatever the, the theatrical version was back in the day. So I don't know which one to watch. But no, I'm with you. Like, what's the call to make a Blade Runner? Like, Blade Runner doesn't mean... I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything now, but it's close to doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right beside meaning nothing. Let it just be what it was back in the day. Just let it stand alone by itself. Yeah, nobody can do that, though. Yeah, that's the thing. If like, it was ever popular, it needs to happen again. Alone by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other movies that recently have come out, and there are some that are coming out. Jurassic World. Jurassic World was a perfect sequel to Jurassic Park, but it didn't have a lot to really But there were two, two sequels in between. Well, <laughs> that to me, Jurassic Park is my favorite 90s movie. I love it. It's my favorite 90s movie. They were they had another book, so they capitalized on it, and they butchered the fucking script and made The Lost World, and it's <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's a piece of shit. I watched it this summer before Jurassic World came yeah. out, and man, it does not I, hold I up. still haven't. I only saw that in the theater, so I don't remember much, and I have never seen three, but I own the trilogy box yeah. set, and I've never watched it. You should return it just by the Blu-ray of Jurassic Park. It's <laughs> yeah. $5 at Best Buy. I'm Dude, serious. I totally- You I, get all the features you want for $5. I should have waited until they had standalone releases and just bought that that first one yeah. when it came out because I'm like I'm never going to watch two and three yeah when, yeah. The, when the raptor was talking to Alan on the yeah. plane that's, that, <laughs> they totally jumped the dinosaur there the third one was just garbage. Uh, it was like a horrible monster movie uh, it was just terrible terrible but yeah they really did strike lightning twice though by like a bunch of dinosaurs they played, but they loose in a park this, with people they played off <laughs> nostalgia <laughs> and the director Colin Trevorrow yeah. I loved his quote for it why would you make Jurassic Park 4? And this is essentially the plot of Jurassic World. Because a big greedy corporation wants to make money off of a brand. Yep. And that's the plot of Jurassic World, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's very transparent. It's a big greedy corporation. <laughs> will, no matter how much money you're going to put out there, they will make the same fucking mistakes yep. twice. And, and it worked. Yeah. And it worked huge. And it played <laughs> off nostalgia. Mm. And it worked. Now there's a sequel to Jurassic World. What are we going to get? The Lost World Jurassic World. <laughs> I mean, or or Jurassic World, the Lost Park. Yeah, maybe a little split yes. flop it. You know, <laughs> eh. I'm in. I don't know. Well, of course you're in. I'm in. But what, are they gonna, but what could they do? I they're going to go back and they're going to be like, we got to get these dinosaurs I off the island. Oh my care god! What they're going to do, and then I they're will... going to bring it to a fucking city. Jack, like the winged the... ones got away. They're going to converge on San Francisco because San Francisco gets destroyed. That's in every right. Movie now. Because it's like the Lost World. <laughs> it's going to go into a major U.S. city and it's going to wreak havoc. And then Jurassic Park three, the bird dinosaurs are going to talk to everybody. And it's over. You mean those things they wrote in Avatar, the bird dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with you, Jack. I don't know. I just feel like you've done it. Stop. Well, in the Quit while you're ahead. Look, in the same way Why? that I've said, I have. What if they make another great movie and then you feel like an asshole? But in here's two years. the thing, though. They announced a release date before the movie is even written. Before the idea, like you're competing against a release yeah, date, they did. as opposed to maybe taking your time crafting a story. No, it's got to come out June no, 12th, I'm, 9th, I'm, 2018. I'm, I'm with Jack on this one because like it opens Friday and then Monday they announce the sequel's coming out in three years or whatever. It's like they have a date. Uh, yeah, you're racing against time to create a sequel. Well, now it's like it's got to be engineered. And it's going to go through a whole other. It, it's going to. I don't know. It's it's a whole other process to say like we're doing a sequel right away. Everybody, guess what? 
It's just kind of weird that they did. I mean, it's also one of those things I thought was strange. Before Deadpool came out, they already announced Deadpool 2. And I thought, well, why not announce it after the success of the first one? Not the week after. We'll wait two weeks. And then you'll get people to go see the movie who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Because they'll be like, oh, they're going to make another one? Oh, shit. Well, then I better go check this one out. Because this is going to be a thing Well, now. the difference is there's not a release date as of yet for Deadpool 2. So maybe right. there's time to craft. A, uh, maybe there's something in the plans. Like, this could be successful. We're opening it at a time where there's not a lot of competition. Deadpool has a big fan base. It might be successful enough to to justify a sequel. Mm-hmm. So we'll work towards it. We'll get something out there. Now it's a bona fide hit. They'll green light it. They did it with Iron Man. Iron Man, the weekend it opened. Iron Man 2's coming out. What did we get with Iron Man 2? A subpar Iron Man movie. Yes. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> if we're talking three years between Jurassic Park movies, unless something goes horribly wrong, they're really not going to have to rush. But there's also Honestly, a time where it's, it's like, a long time. They could do a process of like Iron Man 2, writing the, rewriting the script as the as movie. they're shooting yeah. it. Yeah, that's happened. That happens on a lot of sequels, unfortunately, yeah. where they're they're Maybe. they're up against the wall and they're like, we need to make this date. So we, I mean, look, they wanted to push. J.J. Uh, Abrams wanted to push Star Wars. Yeah, back to I think May or something like it that. It's supposed and, to be May and, 2015. And, and Disney and they, said no. No, but right. no, they wanted to put. He wanted to push. He didn't want to open but, this past Christmas. He wanted to open like this spring or summer. And they said no. You were making that December release date. Right, at, the, at the same time, though, that doesn't. They might have put that date out there. That doesn't mean it's going to hold, though. Well, it, that's true. That happens you never, all the time. Yes, in, in a way, I kind of hope it does. Like if that it, that can only mean maybe it could be production problems, but it could also mean well we want to take our time and maybe make a better sequel so you don't have a bad taste in your mouth like the Lost World did to you in 1997. Dex really afraid of nostalgia now because yeah, he's yeah. like, remember the bad badness <laughs> well, of the sequel? Yeah, I can't well, deal with that again. Speaking of things that that I thought were open and shut, um, and something else I I, I don't understand the anticipation for just because I'm I'm not interested anymore because I'm not I'm not 14 anymore. The revisiting of Independence Day, now, which I know you guys be a are excited for. So excited! I'll Why? see it. What about you? But uh, I mean, that trailer. Here's the thing: when I saw Independence Day in 1996. It said the end, and I thought, perfect. They don't need to do a sequel. It could be such, I even thought then it would be such an easy way to green light a sequel. They Jack, come back. Jack, did you really think the aliens weren't going to come back? No, fuck that. Jack did not think of this at 10 years old. You do not think, they don't need to do a sequel. I think the story's No, I'm bullshit. serious. You do uh, not yeah, think no. that at I didn't want old. a sequel when I saw it. Open and shut case. It's over. Jack the likes end. to tell us that he was very so, so self-aware when he was uh, <laughs> no, before I'm he serious. hit double digits in age. I'm like, serious. I was, I was thinking at the time that they didn't really need to do to do this with the movie. And <laughs> No, you weren't. Complete. I have closure with all these main Jack, characters. Jack, you loved I'm everything happy. you watched I when you were fucking, nine years old, I promise you. You I loved fucking, everything. I fucking loved Independence Day when I saw it when I was 10. But it never needed a sequel. It never did. Yeah, there was nothing I watched when I was a kid. I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> nothing. No, I'm not I loved it everything sucked. I watched. No, I absolutely love that movie. I'd love it to this day, but I, I know never you thought a sequel would be would need to happen. It was over and done. I thought it was open and shut. Well, they beat the mothership. It's not, there was though. nothing else that indicated sequel. No, it, it was. Now it's not because they're making another one. It was at the time. No, it was. It was open and shut. There's the mothership outside the outside the Earth. They destroyed it. What? Like there's just one mothership in this whole yes! entire alien That's civilization? What I, yeah. well, there was Ra- nothing listen, hinting at a sequel. In Ryan, no, but I, when, I wasn't thinking that way at the time but either. But watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, if they're going to make it, it looks like it could work. But seeing that Super Bowl trailer, it now it looks just like a CGI Transformers. Are you fucking jackpedaling on this already? I'm not jackpedaling. No, 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 no. no, no. Like this is the beginning of a jackpedal. But like it's going to be that same feel of Independence Day in 1996. It's not going to have the same feel. Of where it's going to be a one-of-a-kind movie. No, it's, it's not going to be a one-of-a-kind movie. No, it's not. Because in 2016 and for the last umpteen years, 
there have been event movies every two weeks. Yeah. So this isn't going to stand out the way the first Independence Day did. Like, that was a big deal. Nor that, do I expect it to. No, I know that. But I'm saying I, I just don't feel like it's going to have the same effect because it Super Bowl in 1996. Not going which, to. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. I'm agreeing with you. I'm acting like this is my show. Now, shut I'm up. I'm agreeing with All you. Right, you are. Um, but listen, 20 years ago, I guess it would have been Super Bowl 30. When all they showed was a commercial and it was just alien ship over the White House shooting a laser. The White House blows up Independence Day, July. I was like, holy shit. Freaked everybody out because nobody had ever seen anything like that before. When that movie came out, everybody I know went to see it. Fucking July 2nd or something because they kept yeah. moving it up a few days. And we all went to I see it. I was standing it was a in big line deal. wrapped around the theater. Yeah, because there hadn't been anything like that. And now there's a big special effects extravaganza. Not even opening on July 4th. Yeah, it's right. In June. It's, uh, yeah, but at the <laughs> same time, the thing that pisses me off. It's like, opening like June 27th or something. Though. It's, it's close not enough. That far off. Yeah. But it, it's not like it's opening. You, you in, can like, you can go see it on Fourth of July if you want. I probably this, will. This St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day. Yeah. The sequel. It's not, like, it's not like they're completely missing the boat on it, yeah. Jack. Missing the mothership on it. But it, it's. It just I just feel like it doesn't have the same novelty that it did. I'm not that no, it has to. It's not going to. But 20 years later, it's just going to be another... Same thing. It's just going to be another by-the-numbers kind of summer movie. Like, you can't even call it event movies anymore because these movies open. Like, literally every two yeah, weeks. You Especially during the summer, it's become a fucking battleground when it comes to movies it being is. released. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But I just don't... But I don't Bill know. Pullman's I'm not... back, and Jeff Goldblum is back, and that's all I fucking need. See... The difference is that's not while well, it's all you need, it's not enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fine. I mean, look, I will say I want to suck off the unicorn that Judd Hirsch has been sucking off because he looks the same as he did twenty years Doesn't ago. Doesn't he? Yeah. So I do. What I want to find fuck? that unicorn. I want to milk its prostate and drink that shit because yeah, I, I don't know Take how it, he got to try this unicorn milk. Yeah, it's fantastic. Fuck it, Jeff Goldblum looks like his father now. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I look like a schlemiel. <laughs> yeah, but it's. It looks like it's going to be fun, but it also doesn't look like anything special. Mm. I Ugh. mean, this is this is Jack Pedal in progress. No, 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 no. It is. Now, for those who don't know, for those who haven't followed the 230 hours or however many uh, hours of the only podcast that matters, we coined the term Jack Pedal, which basically has to do with Jack going to see a movie, enjoying a movie, uh, speaking well of it, and then two weeks later referring to it as 98 minutes of but his what life this will might never be, get This back. might be the first ever Jack Pedal before the movie even comes out. But that out. can't be a Jack Pedal, though, because he's <laughs> it a could be, but yeah. I'm not this overly a, excited a about an Jack Pedal sequel. It looks like as good you, as it can make you it. You were so excited when you first heard news of this. And when you first saw the trailer, you were still so yeah, but excited. Dude, that's, but that's not a Jack like, Pedal. He was excited about Batman v Superman as well, but now he's... I not, just don't think not uh, as excited. No, I'm gonna see. It. I'm not saying I'm not gonna see it. I'm gonna see. You're it. goddamn right. You're gonna. I'm see gonna it. see it. I'm gonna see it with you, and you're. I'm gonna sit a couple seats away from you, so don't you know. Yeah, I got to wear a raincoat. because <laughs> yeah. oh. I was just be coming all over the place. Yeah, like I don't know what that's like going to see Star Wars with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a point. Yeah, you guys will be even. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it's gonna be anything special, and I hope. I hope that what they can make out of it is a really good sequel, not just, well, we made it because you liked the first one would, 20 years ago. Well, that's that's the thing with me when it comes to, and that was my fear when it came to Jurassic World, where is it, or the massive success, I should say, of Jurassic World, where is it just going to be, let's breathe life into these old franchises, because apparently, like we've seen already since the success of Deadpool these last few weeks, where everyone's like, yeah, we're all going to make R-rated comic book movies now. It's the same thing like with Jurassic World being a big hit and being a property that has been dormant for, what, like 14 years? Wasn't Jurassic Park 3, like, 2001? Yeah. Yeah, so it had been a long time since it was a Jurassic Park movie. 
obviously it's been a long time since Independence Day movie. All those have been in the works for a little while. This isn't uh, an, a, a a direct uh, effect of the success of Jurassic World, yeah. but is this going to be a case of we're going to breathe life into old properties? Like, are we going to get a Clueless two now? Yeah. I mean, there are things like there are offshoots eh. I've heard about. Like, there's there's been talk Men for in Black a while. Four. Like, are we going to do that again? Or well, they're going to they're, they're, they're already working on a reboot for Men in Black. Yeah, but um, not like, interested. Uh, but something I mean, like a spinoff thing. I think they kind of missed the boat on is like Mean Moms, which is going to be like Mean Girls, but revolving around moms. And I'm thinking, nope. I, I think it's too late. No. Like Mean Girls was 12 years ago. I don't think you're going to bring it. Aside from the relevance, fact- you have to do a sequel within like four or five years, or else it's just nobody cares. Yeah, if it's a one-off thing, I agree. Look, I even said it about Avatar. Like Avatar was huge in 2009 into 2010. I don't think anybody. By the time it comes out in 2018, I just don't think anyone's. It's gonna be nine years since the first if, one. If it comes out in 2018, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Jim Cameron works at his own pace, according <laughs> according to uh, anonymous sources. Yeah. But we're not surprised. Look, what it was 12 years between Titanic and Avatar, so we can't yeah. be surprised. But I just don't think it's gonna. I, I just don't know. If people are interested. I think there's a certain amount of time where. People aren't going to go. Like, if it's 20 years, maybe people will go for nostalgia. Like, for something like Jurassic. I think it was a lot of it had to do with Jurassic World was nostalgia for, like, for us as adults. Because we saw Jurassic Park when we were kids. And also kids seeing a movie with dinosaurs that they, again, something like the cassette thing, something they hadn't seen. Because yeah. there haven't been any dinosaur movies since 2001. And these kids weren't even fucking an itch in their daddy's pants, yeah. as Murtaugh said. <laughs> so... They they don't know from a big dinosaur movie, so it's their Jurassic Park. And that's so what happened I got this summer with that. Independence Day. People could be like, hey, I saw Independence Day. It when, could, yeah. but at the same time in 2016 where we've had Guardians of the Galaxy and a huge Star Wars movie and stuff like a movie about aliens. I mean, aliens trying to kill us is a different story, I guess, than just a movie about us fighting aliens. Okay. <laughs> but not that far off. I just don't know. I, I don't think it's going to resonate the same. I mean, maybe it will. I could be completely wrong. But I, for something like that, I think it might work because there's been a period of time for nostalgia. For something like the aforementioned Zoolander 2 or whether it's Avatar or whatever, I just think there's a, there's a certain amount of time where if you don't pull the trigger on a sequel within however I, – I, like I'm with you. Like maybe within four years, then you can do it. Yeah. Because I don't feel like you, don't need, you need to suddenly – like the fact that they're now – 20 years later, turning Independence Day into a trilogy just seems kind of weak. The, the only thing I am kind of pissed about is the whole uh, flop over Mae Whitman, who played Bill Pullman's daughter in the original yeah, movie. Yeah, that's kind of... And she wanted to play the role again in this movie, and they turned her down because they were looking for a more conventionally pretty girl. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't really, know about that. Really fucked up. She was all about doing it, and she wanted in, and uh-huh. they're like, no, sorry. Yeah, they got that uh, hot blonde from that movie, It Follows, to play his daughter. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Offhand, I don't know. (laughs) But it's another generic blonde. Hot blondes grow on trees, right? Uh, (laughs) Mae Whitman, she's a good actress. She's a great actress. I think she's fucking cute, so I I don't see what the issue is. I saw that movie, you heard that movie, The Duff, with her Yeah, It was a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. So yeah. Sorry, you had to bring up the death for me to be like, yeah. I know that chick, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. No, yeah. I was like, I know the name, but I couldn't think of. She something. was on that she show Parenthood. In. That's uh, it. That yeah, yeah. I know who she. Like now that you're now that I could put a face to the name because you mentioned a movie she was in. I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. But okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. So like that. That. that they're going for me. the Hunger Games vibe because they have Liam Hemsworth in it, and mm-hmm. they want to make that. Oh, look. Maybe uh, we can get some of those. Uh, uh, Let's get some hot people in this movie. That most yeah. apocalyptic <laughs> teen crowd into a movie where aliens take over the world and destroy it. I don't know, man. That could drag it down. Liam Hemsworth can't act. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, they were smart enough to kill him in the Expendables too, pretty early. So yeah, that was a, a good move. Don't act like you weren't upset by that. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't. You said I you were. Well, no. look, he's not surrounded by thespians anyway in the, in that series. But that's what yeah. we're going to see. Like, it's not like this movie's got Chuck Norris in it and Liam Hemsworth the weak link. Like we can't. Chuck really... Norris was the best part of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. But that was awesome anyway. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you though. They're nostalgia works with some things like inexplicable to us like why the Gilmore Girls thing is a big deal why cassettes are suddenly a thing and why nostalgia is going to work with ecto cooler when that shit gets that's in. no mystery and when that shit <laughs> yeah. gets into my e- belly let's hear uh-huh. ecto cooler was made for like 10 years though like that was made well into the oh, 90s yeah, yeah yeah so it wasn't like it was released in 89 when ghostbusters 2 came out and then you couldn't find it anywhere right like there was a lot of kids that grew up drinking ecto cooler that was in a lot of lunch boxes when we were going to now school. that's a franchise that i'm very happy is getting a reboot finally because so for years mm-hmm. wanted ghostbusters 3 with the original cast I'm, and Never Chris, I'm really happy that you're excited about this movie. Why wouldn't I be excited about this movie? I don't know. In the beginning, I was like, "Oh, Chris is going to hate this." With whole you thing. Be, with you being so hardcore in the original, I would have thought you might have been more against that. It. I would have been against it. I, yeah. yeah. To be honest, if I would have right. thought the same thing thought about if you, if it's not going to happen with the originals, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. But, but what Paul Feig has but shown. But the, the thing is that you nothing is going to get ruined about the original. Nothing exactly. Nobody can exactly. ever take that away from you or from the world. And this is not going to. Mess doesn't up tarnish that, the originals yeah. and right. it's so i mean look I, I understand a lot of people getting not bent out of shape but people want it to be a continuation and have it exist in the universe where the first two happened but i like that they're making it its own thing because then it, if if you make it a continuation it affects the previous movies whereas if you make right. it its own thing it doesn't it's going to stand alone but aren't the original so cast like members going to be like ray stands and... i don't well i don't know they all they all did a day <laughs> on the movie so i don't know what it is it's just one of those things I, i've talked about it Maybe I've even talked about on the show where I just don't want it to take us out of the movie where you're like, hey, Bill Murray, you know, when you see him come on screen, hey, Sigourney Weaver, hey, it's Winston, whatever his name is, you know, <laughs> that's what, like, is. I don't want it to pull people out of the movie, which is that's one of the things that concerns me. We're like, are the cameos going to be discreet? Are they going to be like, you know, like they did it with um, it is incredibly well done with uh, Simon Pegg's role in uh, Star Wars and Daniel Craig's role. Like, those were cameos, even though they were legitimate parts, but, like, it didn't pull you out like, hey, it's James Bond. But at the second... He's setting her free. Yeah, on the opposite end that we talked about, though, you don't want it to be too discreet, too, where it's one of those things where if you blink and you miss it, like, Bill Murray's walking in a crowd of people and he's got a trench coat and a hat on. (laughs) And you really have to look. They're like, where's Bill Murray? I know he's supposed to be in this. And you're, like, watching for it the whole time. Right. You know, well, yeah, I, I don't would, want it to be that way either. You should be invested in the new characters enough to where when that comes, it's like, oh, holy shit, there's I Murray. But I, I want to fucking see them in the movie. Yeah, I, no, I, I want to see it. I, I agree. And, I and agree. I, the fact that at least they got the three of them, I want to see it. It's, it's also like the, the thing is, and that fucking stupid fanboys are getting so mad about with I, this movie. I fucking hate that. They're ruining the my childhood. That, it looks nothing like it's not doing any but no, damage. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't ruin anything. But here's, I can understand people being upset if they were all set to go with the third one. And then they pulled the plug on it and said, nah, we want to redo it. It's going to be all women. Like, the, the third one wasn't going to happen. It was It was never going to happen. happen. It was, well, it was never going to happen. It was back, I mean, if you ask Dan Aykroyd, it was always going to happen. But, you know, yeah. he's always kind of been He believes in aliens, ghost, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's been flying the, the Ghostbusters flag. But it was never going to happen. So the fact that Harold Ramis died and now it really is never going to happen, if they want to do something with it, that's fine. Personally, I've I've throttled back on my... Not anger, but my disapproval, my outright disapproval of remakes, 
because number one, very rarely do the remakes ever uh, make much of a dent, which can be said. Uh, I feel particularly when it comes to horror movies, whether it's Carrie or Prom Night or like all these Halloween, all these other properties where like they remade them and they were barely even a a blip on a radar. But the third reboot of I feel like Friday the Thirteenth pending. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. I think they pulled the plug on that too, or yeah. it's it's being rewritten or something. It was going to be a found footage thing, and I was like, interesting angle, but you're six years too late on found yeah. footage. But I used to just outrightly like dismiss, just like nope, shouldn't be doing remakes. Now I kind of get it. I mean, certain stuff that should be untouchable, The Godfather, leave it alone. Jaws, leave it alone. Back to the Future, leave it alone. Like there's certain things where it's like you don't need to reinvent that because, and I'm not even going to play the cash grab card because no one's ever made a movie with the hope it was going to lose money. <laughs> so right. it's not like it's a bunch of people trying to make money. Well, no shit. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Everybody who has a, a fucking pulse is trying to make money. So I'm, it's not because of that. It's just it doesn't take away from the original. And if especially if it's been 20 or 30 years and there's a whole generation that hasn't seen the original, then yeah, why not? I mean, shit, they're remaking Ben-Hur. Have you yeah. seen Ben-Hur? No. Have you seen Ben-Hur, Ryan? No. Okay. So nobody who's... But that's uh, going to be lost on people. Like, who gives a fuck about seeing a Ben-Hur movie? Yeah, and if, it, if no, it's... No, that's lost on me as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> if a remake or even a sequel is not directly affecting what you believed in the first movie, then who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think sequels do that more than reboots do. Right. Like I listen, So in the way that, like, in Scream 3, when you found out that uh, there's, like, <laughs> Nev Campbell's long-lost brother that killed her yeah, mother. exactly. And when you thought that it was Billy that, Loomis in the first movie, and so it ruined everything you yeah, believed. Yeah, it retroactively ruins the, 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 the whole series, the series up to that point. So I'm like, that was really fucking stupid. So yeah. that I understand that how a sequel ruined the whole plot of the first two movies that came before it. Oh, that even happened, yeah. dude. I, I never Matrix saw Matrix Revolutions. Yes, I never saw the third Matrix movie. I saw the Matrix Garbage. Reloaded. Fucking opening night, strong-armed by friends to go see it. No, I didn't. I saw the Matrix. I, I missed it in the theaters. I rented it when it came out. Uh, rented it from Blockbuster and watched it. It didn't do much for me. And then friends of mine were really excited for the second and third one. And again, that was, what, like 98? And the sequel came out in 02? So that was fine. Four years. So they did strike while the iron was still room temperature. But... People were interested when they were doing The Matrix Reloaded and then doing a third one where it's just like, oh, you're getting two more All of these movies. the same year. Yeah, that was fine. Like, people were excited about that. Um, went and saw Matrix... Re oh, I'm sorry. Uh, watched Matrix again before seeing Reloaded because I thought, well, we're going to go see this movie, so let me just watch this again. And actually enjoyed Matrix a second time having watched it again. Went and saw Matrix Reloaded and I was like, well, now Matrix is ruined for me because Neo just becomes Superman. <laughs> He's just flying around saving and the people. Third, the third one destroyed it. I didn't, even, I like I didn't even see the third one. Oh, it was Because the second one was so... That was a tough watch for Atrocious me. Atrocious piece of That's shit. That's one of those movies I would have walked out of, but I thought everybody else was enjoying it. <laughs> uh, there are a few of those in my life. That's Matrix Reloaded is with bringing down the house. <laughs> in that category of like, <laughs> I thought you were enjoying it. I would have left. But anyway. Let, all right. Well, let's let's steer a little bit past uh, movies as they tend to dominate. What else? What other nostalgia no is, is troubling you, <laughs> Jack? You have a whole list of things that have been affecting you. And uh, rather than harp on franchises and sequels, as much as we can. I mean, we there's a go, lot. We to, could go on for days. <laughs> well, there is a lot to talk right now in the current climate. I mean, that's why we're bringing it up because there's a lot going on. There's actually a lot of not rehashing, but br trying to breathe new life into franchises. I just feel like people who are our age are just so crazy about getting back. And I think maybe this is every generation about getting back to where they were, like their youth of like 20 years ago, like elementary school age of like, oh, I miss doing this and everything else. And they just. I don't think so. I think this is a new. I think this is a. We've reached a turning point with, I'm going to say specifically Generation X because they're older, so they've been in power, let's say, a little bit longer when it comes to 
buying all the figures we're surrounded by here in Ryan's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I can't fault him for that. Nerd right? cave. The same exact yeah, thing. Nerd, nerd cave. Well, no, I'm just saying like these things exist because people want to hang on to childhood. Like there was a point where. Once upon a time, when you were a man, you were a man, and you left childhood things behind, essentially. Yeah, whereas now, that. yeah, whereas now everyone's literally in a state of arrested development, whether it's, you know, grown men lining up to get the new, I don't know, uh, Mass Effect or Assassin's Creed or whatever, like whatever video games happening, Call of Duty. I don't know what the, the I was going to say the kids are playing now. Whatever the know. kids are playing. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what the 30-somethings are playing now, but <laughs> really, there's a point where it's not even revisiting. It's never actually outgrowing anything from our childhood. Oh, yeah, Which absolutely. I agree. Look, I, I'm, I never I'm guilty outgrew. of it, too. Yeah. I still wear T-shirts and jeans on a daily basis. So it's not like, I, you know, there's a point where I turned the corner. I was just like, no, man, this is all khakis for me. I've worn jeans since I was in high school. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not throwing stones at it. I'm just saying I really think we're still very much at the beginning of this but, era but, where we're we're not revisiting so much as we're not outgrowing our youth. We're, not, we're, we're celebrating more things, like how Ryan and I are collectors of toys and stuff like that and nostalgia. We love that stuff. I'm talking about more kids who are of a lazier generation, of just like, oh, and like you can put something on Facebook of like, I remember doing this as a kid. If you had this, this is your childhood was awesome. And that kind of like, it's, it's lazy. Like they just don't want to... There's no ambition to do anything, so they just reminisce about like go outside. <laughs> yeah, like go outside or well, um, let's 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 ask the question here. If you had this technology when you were a kid, you don't think you'd be this fucking lazy? Because I know I would have. We all would have. If, if, yeah, if it was like this well, in, in the I'm early saying, 1990s, I'm, we'd be just as equally fucking lazy. I guarantee you that. Totally. No. If we, listen, it's, it's because that technology is available and it makes everybody lazy. So everyone would be. But, if it was like this 20 years ago, we also had it. We have a basis of comparison though, because internet became commonplace pretty much when I mean, Jack, you're, you're a few years younger than. Than Ryan and I, but like when we were in high school, Ryan, that's when everybody had AOL in their house. Right. So there was internet, but before so that, had that, but yeah, I mean, it look, wasn't enough. If I had a Samsung phone and and a computer to sit at all yeah. day when oh. I was nine, you think I ever would have went outside? No, no fucking way. I wouldn't have either. I mean, no look, way. I, I had Super true. Nintendo. I enjoyed playing it, but I still yeah. want to go out and ride my bike. Right. But in the winter, it was handy to have F Zero. But you but, still weren't as connected as you are now, and that connection makes it. Yeah, less imperative and, to go but, outside. And we're, well, we're all guilty of that. It's we not are. just it's not just kids. We're all wrapped it has nothing up in, to do with age. Uh, yeah, our daily lives have changed so drastically. Like nobody's ever going to be able to grow out of this. No, at this point, it doesn't no, matter no, how no. old you get. No, this is it. We're marked. We're branded. <laughs> yeah. This is permanent right now. I I agree with you. I think there's a point where. It, I mean, again, it, for kids, it's all they know, and that's why I think this tangible stuff is appealing to them, mm -hmm. because all they've known is digital stuff, and when they see, like, oh, an album can be an album, whether it's on a record or on cassette or whatever, like, I can own this. It's not just I, I click a button and, you know, it's on my device. Now it's like I can buy it. And look, if they're having the same experience I had as a kid where I'd buy a cassette or a CD and I'd get home and I'd put it on and I'd be flipping through the booklet or the insert or whatever... And looking at it, reading every page, and reading the thank yous and the lyrics, and oh, wait, look at the pictures, whatever. If they're having that experience, for the just, enjoyment kind of thing, yeah. Like, like if, instead of just clicking the button and then just having a little, you know, five hundred by five hundred screen or icon, I should say, on the screen of their device, yeah. and just listening to the album, it's like, well, if it gives them a fuller appreciation for it, hey. And there's certain ways good. of like certain ways of doing things are gone nowadays like going to a record store going to a video store on a friday night picking out a movie 
instant gratification right then and there. Like just sit oh, on yeah. the couch. Oh yeah. What's on Netflix? Nothing. Okay. What's on this? <laughs> Nothing. There never okay. really is anything on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, there. You're uh, then that's you're boring. We, there's we so much a, shit on Netflix. Yeah, we live in such an doing. era right now where there's I mean, so much t- television TV shows. There are television yeah, all the is movies so are awful. No, they're not. What are you talking yeah, about? There are plenty of movies. Well, look. Aside from that, because everybody's gotten so used to streaming, I like. I'll give you an example. Like recently, I went to the Redbox, which I, not that I try to avoid it, but I don't enjoy standing in line at a kiosk. <laughs> I especially hate standing behind the person who has no idea what any movie is and is yeah. tapping every single one. There's always and it's so it's all it has to be is one person. There's always oh, one yeah. person in front of you. It's Who's, not really a line. It's yeah. just. They don't know what they're doing. Don't know what they're looking for. And they like, don't, oh, and they man. don't know any movie. They need Today. to tap on every single fucking movie. It's like, how can you not? Yeah, you know, how have you not heard of any of these? You know, you can look up on your smartphone what's in stock at a red box. Yeah, before you go. Well, at the same time, why do you want to? That's rent what a movie? we do. Like Jen and I <laughs> want to get a movie. We look up exactly what red box we're going to and what they have in stock there, and decide what we want to see. For so sure, we go and we pick it out and we leave. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll look up and stand there for twenty minutes. If what I want to see is available. At Redbox, then I'll look up and see what location is available in. If it's right. available nearby, I will go get it. But I kind of like that now, aside from that asshole who apparently hates movies because they don't even know what's out <laughs> or what it's about, I like that there are certain studios who are only releasing movies. Here's a recent example, like Bridge of Spies. In the Redbox, it's on DVD only. And um, a, a lot of, I mean, for years, like rental discs, even uh, DVDs didn't have the features and, and everything, or Blu-rays, um, didn't have the features. They were just the movie. I get that, and I get the fact that if all right, if you want to rent this movie, if you want to see this movie, and pay a dollar fifty for it, you can watch the movie, and you're going to watch it in standard definition. If you want to see in HD, you can order through on demand or through Amazon or Xbox or whomever. So I kind of get that, where it's like, well, if you want to get it for a lower price, okay, here's what you're going to get, which is fine. I rented our brand as Crisis because I missed it in the theater, and they, all they have is a DVD, and it had no features on it. So I was like, all right, dollar fifty, I get to watch the movie. I got what I wanted, <laughs> yeah, and I paid for it. So if I want to see an HD, fine, I'll buy it or I'll have to rent it or whatever. Which I how was that movie? It, of course, I really liked it. It seemed funnier now because we're in an election year and all the kind of stuff that's going on. And you see how, which will be discussed sooner rather than later, I'm sure. But the fact that they're talking about um, the way a campaigns run and what it takes to get ahead in the polls and the strategies employed. I mean, it is based on something real, but at the same time, it's kind of. Um, it's it's kind of a oh god what's the word I'm looking for, not parody. It's kind of satire. Satire. Thank you so much. I could not think of the word to save my life, uh, because of what they're doing to, to have this to to make this election happen. Take this candidate who's not connecting with anybody and try to bring him to the head of the polls and make him president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's pretty funny the the way ever, it goes into everything and how uh, you know what tactics are used. And it sounds funny. like a wag the dog kind of thing. In a way, yeah, you know what? There are a lot of ways where it was reminiscent, and I liked it. I, it was probably, I mean, it didn't it didn't do well, but it was also a tough movie to market because it's like a bunch of people in Bolivia trying to elect a president who nobody likes. Right? That doesn't <laughs> scream blockbuster. No. no. So I, it was a tough, and also because it alternates between Spanish and English a, a lot of the movie, because uh, obviously they're in a country right. where English isn't the first language. So that also makes it hard to cut a trailer and really sell the story and sell all the characters aside from Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. So I really like the movie. Yeah, like if you enjoyed something like Wag the Dog. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, then you'd probably enjoy this. And it, it's I found it even funnier with the fact that every week this <laughs> everything that's going on in the election gets more and more uh, circus-like that it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. But anyway, see, I like that. That's one of those evolutionary things where I think, okay, this is good. Like if you want to pay $1.50 to see a movie, okay, but you're 
just going to see the movie and you're going to see it in standard definition. Right. I, I like that. wrong with that. I think that's good. Because like, okay, well, you can rent it for five bucks if you want to see it in HD. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's fine. You're getting what you pay for. I kind of like that aspect of it. Or even in standard definitions, like two ninety nine, it's like double the cost of what you would mm-hmm. get at a red box. But you got to make the trip, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I realize it doesn't play too much into nostalgia, but it, it's one of those things where I don't know. I don't think physical stuff's ever going to completely go away because I mean, look, when it comes to nostalgia, I'm sure Jack's probably. Um, similarly aware of this as I am I mean you have labels like um, labels <laughs> companies like Shout Factory or their horror label Scream Factory who are reissuing collector's editions of all these movies on Blu-ray loaded stuffed to the gills with special features I just got the Army of Darkness collector's edition which has all three versions of the movie on it hours of features <laughs> including new stuff and I'm like I'll cut your gizzard out <laughs> that always makes Jack crack out that line but I was like, this is fucking awesome because I got Army of Darkness on Blu-ray a couple of years ago and paid the 10 bucks for it. And it's got, you know, like one feature on it that's forgettable and the theatrical cut of the movie. And that's kind of it. So the fact that now there's a label that's releasing it. And yeah, it was like 20 bucks to buy it. But it, at the same time, it's like good because people like me who are still buying physical media yeah. are willing to pay for something that's a quality product. So it looks great. It sounds great. It's loaded with features. Cool. There's so always I like, be an audience for that. Well, play, see, I, play I like nostalgia that. or just be. I really like this movie. I want to own everything about it. Let me yeah. get this ultimate collector's it, it'll, box. It'll come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Like the well, that's what it media is. thing. And then people get tired of having to hold things and bring things to places. And they're like, yeah, yeah my <laughs> iPod's fine. And then they'll be like, yeah, wait a minute. I kind of <laughs> miss having those CDs. Well, it was. And, I mean, it was you know, physical media is dying and everything's so the, going digital. And cycles. One of my coworkers buying records again. It's one right. of my coworkers went to a Target and asked them because she goes to the gym and has and still uses CDs. She her CD player died after. I don't know. It, it had to be over ten years at this point. I think so. Got a new CD player. The uh, the clerk at the at the electronics. I said, I don't even really know what that is. I'm sorry. It must be like wow. an 18, 19 year old kid was like, I don't think we have. Like they thought it was a boombox. <laughs> they like, were thinking mean, in terms of a portable CD. Yeah, like player? a portable CD player. It's like I don't like didn't even really know. Does not uh, compute. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, kids, back in the day, and look, I've made old man jokes a number of times in the show about, like, once upon a time, we read a newspaper. It was like if someone printed, <laughs> you know, printed out uh, Google News <laughs> yeah. or, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica was like Wikipedia on paper and bound. So, yeah, I, I make old man cracks about, like, well, this is what it was like. But I, I really think things are turning the corner when it comes to a lot of this stuff because, you know, now it's. There's, there's a market for it. At the same time, by the way, just to get back on the Blu ray kick for a second, I get mad because. Like, the, the second and third Naked Gun movies just came out on Blu-ray, and whereas the DVDs have some special features on them, the Blu-rays have nothing but the movie at all. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so now... Or they did it with Team America. That's another one. It's a theatrical cut, and none of the features, none of the fun stuff from the DVD is on there. And it's like, great. So anybody who would want to buy this Blu-ray isn't gonna because it's not as good as the version we already have. Even though it's in HD, it's like, well, I'm not gonna spend 10 bucks on it. Because I'm not getting something that's superior to what I already have. Yeah, most that's DVDs annoying. you put in a Blu-ray player and it will come out pretty clear anyway. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, part. even something from that, I think Team America came out like 05 on DVD. I remember it came out on October 15, 2004. <laughs> I was fucking <laughs> counting down to that day, boy. I could not wait until that movie came out. I was there. I left work early to see that movie the day it opened because <laughs> I'm a fucking freak. But, yeah, in a case like that, I'm like, well, why is it then? Why, why are you releasing it if you're not buying something that's equivalent? to what's available 
P.S. Also, a movie that's on Netflix, like the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. So, if someone's going to buy the Blu-ray. Chances are, you want to make it worth it for them to to pay to buy a physical version rather right. than just streaming it yeah, and you making portions of pennies. It's also like opposite because Ryan is not one of those people who buys the Blu-rays for the nineteen for special features, and nah, he just wants the movie itself. Features. You're one who would be more inclined to be like, I want everything. And if I buy a movie on DVD, like I want everything. I want to learn about it because I love film yeah. and everything else. But even if you're not going to watch it, though, at least you know, like you're not paying just to get the movie. Like that's the difference between yeah. someone who's going to stream something or illegally download something, and someone who actually cares enough to want to buy it. I mean, nobody ever was pissed of just like I know people who bought DVDs and never watched the features. But I don't know anybody who just complained, just like, ah, eh, you know what? I can't believe I'm paying. Fifteen dollars for a DVD and it's got features on it. This is bullshit. <laughs> like nobody who had who bought a DVD ever complained. Like yeah, but it's got special features. They just didn't watch them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I realize the physical media isn't as big of a deal, but I'm like, why are you not just porting over everything that already exists from the DVD? <laughs> like, I can't imagine you did like it, you know this isn't uh, like the the James Bond box set that came out where like they went back to the original original negative and scanned them in again and had yeah. a new restoration. You're not doing that with Naked Gun two and a half as much as I'd like you to do. I mean, it. I don't know. Like if I was a kid now and there were like five dollar DVDs in a store, like I would lose my mind. If I was a, a fan of like if I was myself now, I'd be like, oh my god, these are all five dollars because as a kid, oh yeah, like you had to buy something on VHS and there's only select movies that got released to purchase. And bring home with you the yeah. rest were rentals, yeah. And you could buy the tape for like two hundred dollars, but eventually yeah. because it, it was a rental copy, yeah. yeah I before it days. became like an eventual store release, two three years later. I, str- I remember so this. I would lose my mind if like, oh my, this is five dollars. This is five dollars. <laughs> I I guess it must have been like nineteen ninety nine. So this is before DV- before everything came out on DVD when VHS was still the primary format, the most common format, I should say. And uh, I went into a Suncoast Video. And wanted to order, analyze this, because I wanted to give it to my dad for Christmas. And it wasn't available for sale. I mean, I could have waited and then maybe gotten a, a previously viewed version from Blockbuster for like 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it was they sold previously viewed VHS tapes for. Uh, but I wanted to get it for my dad because we rented it, and he, it's one of the movies I've seen him laugh the hardest at, and I wanted to get him a physical version. And yeah, they said, we can order it for you, but... It's like $89. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Like, that existed once upon a time. I mean, shit, I, we have a Sears catalog from when I was, maybe I was five, so it's from 1986 or something. And because not a lot of stuff was available on VHS at that time, VCRs weren't even as common as they became. Uh, I remember it, Gone with the Wind was a two-cassette collection, and it was like over $100. Like, it was a big deal. <laughs> just the fact wow. that something was released on yeah I mean the the first movie I bought that wasn't a Disney movie was the 1989 Batman movie I remember when Titanic came now out VHS in the late 90s. comes back out that's gonna yeah. be really fucking weird yeah. <laughs> if that makes it <laughs> if that like cassettes that'd be weird I'm, I'm slightly hoping for that with the the hateful eight like a two disc uh, two, two, two VHS two, yeah <laughs> with the roadshow version I would I would love yeah. that just as a novelty that'd with, be with no medium for you to actually watch it <laughs> I don't know I still I have a VCR do you really yeah and it works. Yeah, my sister does. No she, she has it. She has a dual deck from, I don't know, maybe like eight years ago that she bought. You know, DVD player VCR combo. Yeah. It's like if I bought a VHS, I'd have a means to watch it, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I mean, but again, if they start making them, look, just like yeah. um, the the like a Walkman or portable CD player or you know whatever the fuck, or re- turntables are now sold everywhere. Yeah. So, just like that, 
if, if VHS tapes come back, VCRs will come back too. Yeah, I, I debated plugging that in and watching because I have the original versions of the Star Wars trilogy on VHS. I'm like, well, these will <laughs> never be on Blu-ray anytime soon, so I want to see them again. There's a point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's worth it to keep for for stuff like that. Well, I mean that that series is <laughs> when it comes to whether or not it's getting released. Yeah, for the love of God, just release it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's rumored. It's been rumored forever. I know it's been rumored to happen. Since the invention of a movie on disc, it's been rumored. (laughs) (laughs) Since Laserdisc, they've been talking about... No, maybe they got released on Laserdisc. They did, and they were the original versions. (laughs) God damn it, George. Well, it's not a definitive version. Shut up. This isn't yours anymore. Yeah, well, now that it's not, that's the thing. Well, I don't know if he has... It's either maybe a clause and something like that where he has to approve it. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have to. Yeah, he sold his company. Well, actually, yeah, he didn't have any he didn't have a, any say in Force Awakens, did he? So maybe no, he just bitched about it afterwards. <laughs> people made a Star Wars movie that people li- that that people liked. That, that was people liked. that what didn't he tried to do something new with the, the the prequels? Is what he was saying. Yeah, and that this movie is they just try they went for nostalgia, and he yeah. didn't approve of that. But the difference is people like these. Yeah, so. people like this. You one, have to so. be reassured that hey. We're gonna take care of you. This yeah. is a Star this Wars. Isn't, this isn't gonna be made entirely on a soundstage in yeah. <laughs> in Century City. <laughs> nope. And they're filming episode eight as of right now in real locations. Go figure. That's Jack's yep. erection hitting the mm-hmm. table. Yeah. <laughs> there He's it is. So excited. I love that all they did was just say they're filming it and people have gone ape shit. That's one of the things that makes me laugh. Like there's yeah. nothing in that little in that announcement clip that was released. They give you nothing. No. But everyone's going crazy, like, oh my you know episode eight's coming out. You know when it's coming yeah. out. This is not a surprise. It's just so yeah, funny how people nice. get that. I guess, but it's like, you know when you're getting episode eight. You're getting a yeah. Star Wars movie a year for the next five years, so everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Cannot. <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to calm down. You're getting a Star Wars movie every Christmas. And that's until, all I need for Christmas. what, 2020, 2019? Wow. 2020, right? Tw- yeah, oh, five 2019. More. Uh, 2019 will be episode nine, and then who knows what they're going to do after An that. An anthology film will probably be 2020. Oh, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, Star Wars never it's, went away, so that doesn't count as nostalgia. No, no, it, it can continue. And it, <laughs> that's it's, true. That's the story that gets passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, that's something. Generation. It's like Star Trek. Star Trek never goes away. Star yeah. Trek always exists. You're not playing on... It's not nostalgia like, hey, mm-hmm. that, remember that Star Wars thing 20 years ago? We should do that. People mm-hmm. want to make Star Wars because... Right. People love Star Wars well, it's like want it to continue. It's like Marvel's never going to go away either. No. Like, it's just going to keep going and, and going, are, and they're going to the transition superhero- characters out. And that's the thing with the superhero yeah. movies nowadays. Oh, there's too many. It's like, you know what? This is a time. There were also, back in the day, too many westerns. Too oh, many dude, military movies. Totally. Too many musicals. Too many horror movies. It's like, eventually, everything comes in cycles where... There's always too much of something. Yeah. Like, well, always- now, everything's a wave. In the 70s, it was all, like, brooding, serious movies. And Star Wars, in a lot of ways, was the antithesis of that. Yeah. That's why it, it did Made so well. It fun. Yeah, because you had movies that were really serious. You had stuff like Godfather and Taxi Driver and, you know, these movies that French were Connection more. And, yeah, these movies that were more gritty and serious. In the 80s, it was all cop movies that everybody enjoyed. Whether it was Die Hard or Lethal Weapon or Beverly Hills Cop. one and, big movie a year from like, I look at 77 to 85 as like my favorite era of sci-fi because you get Star Wars, Alien, E.T., e. <laughs> Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, yeah. anything and everything in that eight years was the golden era of sci-fi movies. And that was something for everybody. Look, and having stayed with my parents for a while, there's a, a local channel out of New Jersey that I guess must go out of state to some degree. Oh, it's just yeah, like yeah, the tri-state that, area. Um, 
Channel that Three, shows, like uh, all like all, I, I don't know what number it is, but they have it on like Clockwork every day because Gunsmoke's on every afternoon for yeah. two hours. <laughs> and and like, I Hogan's say, Heroes and Gilligan's Island and all those shows. Yeah, yeah, they show all these old shows, and it's just like Gunsmoke. It's Nick at night. One o'clock, <laughs> Gunsmoke. Two o'clock, Gunsmoke. Three o'clock, Bonanza. And I say the same thing about superhero movies. Oh, why does everything need to be superheroes right now? I said this is the era when you guys grew up. It was all westerns. So it was John Wayne had a movie once a year. <laughs> you know, Clint Eastwood did a couple. And uh, on TV, what was on every night? Westerns. And th- people can make the argument, oh, I don't see any difference between any of these superhero movies. Can't see a difference between any fucking Western movies no, either. No, you can't. So it's just... Those movies as, are literally all the same. Yes. As and, a, a person who... <laughs> as my father, who loves Western movies, they're the same goddamn thing. <laughs> Sheriffs and outlaws and Indians and... You're not going to take my land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Battling over land. I take what I want. <laughs> well... Uh, Russell up a posse. We're going to go get him. Yeah. That's every fucking, That's every fucking Western. Yeah. We could write one. <laughs> Let's do it now. Yeah. yeah. Can't be worse than Ridiculous Six. Let's do it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're doing... Ma- they just did uh, Magnificent Seven. There's going to be a Magnificent Seven remake that's coming out. I'm sure I'll Which, again, there. that's fine because Magnificent Seven's 58 years old. So, I mean, you know, people haven't seen it. I mean, this era's seen it, but they'll go see it because Chris Pratt's in it and Sam Jackson's in it. So, I mean, they will go see it because of who's in it, but... Hey, good for them for making a Western. <laughs> I'm sure my dad will be there. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be there, too. Yeah. Because Hollywood never lets Jack down. Well, actually, that was true a few years ago, but Jack now is dialed back. Jack is jaded. Yeah, <laughs> as you can tell from him talking about it. I'm not jaded. I'm just like, I don't want to spend my money on crap nowadays. It's like, I don't have to go to the movies just to go to the movies anymore. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pick what I want to see, and I'm smart about it. Okay, one last plate of nostalgia, and then we'll we'll pack it in. Sure. Unless you have anything else, Jack. No, go no, ahead. No, okay. When it comes to nostalgia or not knowing when to quit specifically, there's no stopping it, but none of us are on board for Die Hard Year One. We're just going to put that out there. Nope. <laughs> this sounds been over. awful. Uh, I, I just Nobody wants to see like John McClane as before, a beat cop. Die Hard Year One was the first Die Hard movie. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Why do you need to go I'm back sure and turn it into- John McClane didn't have an incident. Before not that was the tower. that was the that whole yeah that, that triggered that. it all yeah mm-hmm. that was the entire the lone wolf uh, attitude <laughs> oh god I'm I have to say I am actually upset among other things that, <laughs> that well by the time you people are hearing this this week uh, there is actually in uh, the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica is doing double features almost every night this week of uh, Alan Rickman movies and they're doing Die Hard and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and Double Feature. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking week. awesome. Uh, and they're doing some other Sense of Sensibility and Truly Madly Deeply one night. Uh, his new movie, um, oh God, what's it called? Eye in the Sky. They're doing a special screening of, which is him and Helen Mirren and uh, I forget who, uh, Aaron Paul I think is in it. Mm-hmm. There's a few people. It actually looks really cool. Um, kind of a military thriller kind of thing. Uh, Not yeah, political thriller, that. but I actually watched the trailer. I was like, this looks kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, Fuck. I mean, whatever. I'll see Die Hard in theaters at Christmas. <laughs> but yeah. still, I just thought, man, I would like to see that. Oh, Alan Rickman remembered. <sighs> so, and I love seeing older movies in the theater more than seeing new movies. My God. I yeah, that's so much. You know what? That's something that's come back that yeah. is, is pretty sweet. When, that there will be uh, special We screenings. saw the original Terminator this past summer in theaters, and I saw a couple of Spaceballs, Gremlins, My Big Trouble in Little the- China. It was so much fun watching because there were people there enjoying them. They just had the 30th anniversary of Pretty in Pink. My sister yeah. went and saw it. In the theater, which obviously, she, you know, she was eight when it came yeah. out. So she didn't see it in theaters at the time, and she wanted to go see it in the theater. So the fact they have that stuff to celebrate, yeah. I don't think that's something that existed either. 
I don't remember there being a 20th anniversary screening of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Because right? no. I don't think I was born when I was 20 years old. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that existed when we were growing up. Apart from when they, like, released the Star Wars special editions in theaters when I was a freshman in yeah. high school. Otherwise, they weren't showing old movies in the theater. Again, not nationwide. Where, like, Fathom has these events where they'll show. They show Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And they show the Maltese Falcon. And they did um, Pretty in Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Jack loves films. But. <laughs> now they're they're kind of doing these or they've done it for Back to the Future. You know they did the trilogy, the on, trilogy in a day. And, yeah, back in October and, and Jaws, the 40th anniversary this past summer. I saw it in a big screen and it was fucking awesome. I know I missed that and I really oh, wish I had Oh my god! And I, I was really so close to, to missing it too because it got sold out of the theater I wanted to and I had to go to another one and just made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so see, that's where nostalgia is good. I like the fact that we get the chance because nothing beats seeing. Yeah. I think now more than ever, I'm all on board for seeing movies in the theater because. I'm not on my phone. Yeah. When I'm sitting at home, I'm inadvertently looking at my phone while I'm trying to watch something. True. So I like the that theater, I got to see. Experience. Shit, I got to see Masters of the Universe last year. That was fun. <laughs> when I saw, <laughs> I saw Gremlins this past summer, it was sold out. I was in a packed theater seeing Gremlins. That's like, awesome. holy Dude, fucking shit. <laughs> I went in, I guess it was October or something. It was already, yeah, it was around Halloween. Yeah. Went to the Arclight in Hollywood because it was a Friday at midnight and they were showing The Thing. The original movie, The Thing. Well, not the current the John Carpenter. Yeah, the 19... Because it's a remake, so shut up about, like, remakes suck. A lot of remakes no. out there. Scarface is a remake. The one, you know, all the rappers are cum-stained over. And uh, <laughs> The Thing that everybody loves is a remake. And, you know, The Departed's an American remake. So yeah, not all remakes suck. But anyway. Yeah, I went and saw that. Midnight Show, Friday night. It was fucking packed. It wasn't... I don't think it was sold out. It was damn near. It must have been, like, 90% full. For a midnight show I to see a movie, movie that goes out at 2 a.m. I mean, it's... And it was great seeing that in the theater. Having only seen that on DVD or on TV, to see that in the theater and it's kind of fully immersed in it was just like, oh, fuck, this is cool. Yeah, and I've seen so many great. of my favorites on the big screen, but there's still so many more I have to see. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we'll get the chance. That's the good news. Yeah. Because we live in an era of nostalgia and this stuff will just keep going and going. And it's up to us to keep it going, too. You're damn right. That's right. Huzzah! All right, I'm done. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You are too, Ryan's just like, let Spit. me go to bed already. I've had enough. <laughs> We're done here. All right. But listen, before we wrap up, once again, you guys, please visit chrisabal.com. Click support the show. Visit all our fine sponsors. Bookmark and shop through the Amazon banner. And every time you make a purchase, we get a small commission on your Amazon purchases. You don't pay a penny more. But Amazon gives us a little taste of what you buy. Don't forget about audible.com. Yes, absolutely. Sign up for Audible. Free audiobook download. Mm -hmm. Any audiobook of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash cape. You can't beat it. Yeah, you can't. It's fucking free. Everybody yeah. should do it. That's what <laughs> I, know. I know. I sound like a broken record, but I'm like, free book. Get it. Free audiobook. Anyone you want. Go get yep. it. Sign I up. I got Star Wars Aftermath for free with this link. Exactly. So everybody needs to go for it. It's, it's free. If you haven't signed up, check it out. If you like it, you get to keep it. If you don't like it, I think you're crazy, but there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, you can donate through the PayPal button as well. We do appreciate those of you who are submitting donations. It's all... Getting sucked away for the impending new studio the show will be moving into. But you know, it's a little early to talk about that. But just the same. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, show will be back in two weeks, March 14th. And uh, who knows? Maybe these guys will be back. Maybe it'll be somebody else. Uh, we'll see what happens in between now and then. Thank you for listening as always. Subscribe, share, all that other good stuff. And until next time, for Jack Franco and Ryan Taggart. This is Chris Abalo, and this 
was yet another experiment. Go.